Oh, um, yes. Sorry, it's, well, this. That's the danger of doing a live podcast. Pardon me, it's the late night call-in podcast, Sizzletown, welcome aboard. I'm your host, Tony Martin, and pushing the buttons behind the glass, Matt Dower, the award-winning audio engineer, but sadly also the man who's forced us to record this episode once again from my house using Matt's portable podcast booth, the Porter Potty, as he foolishly calls it. Um, Thanks to Matt's dolphin trading activities, we received a six-week suspension from Podworks in Richmond. And hey, it's y- all completely legal. Okay, Matt. Well, maybe, but is it ethical? I ask you. I've been reading about what goes on on the dark web, the deep web. A lot of um, blubber deals being done. Are you a blubber dealer? Whoa, I don't touch that shit. <laughs> okay. Pardon me. But uh, anyway, let's... Let's move on. Have we got any callers? No. Of course not. Okay. Speaking of Matt, um, about this time last month, you probably recall, I was trapped up on the Gold Coast in a voiceover booth for the TV Week Logie Awards. But uh, while that was happening, Matt Dower and his family were trapped in Bali because of the volcano. The planes couldn't leave. And I'd known about that, but I didn't know until someone pointed out that Matt had been pictured at the height of his ordeal, standing on a fantastic beach somewhere there in Bali, sans shirt. And that was on page three of The Age. So, Matt, technically, you have appeared topless on page three of The Melbourne Age. I don't think that makes you a glamour model, but well done. What a great bit of publicity for the show. Every little bit helps. And I know the volcano is is still a sensitive topic, so let's uh, let's put that behind us. Uh, what sound effects have you got? Oh, well, I have prepared some, Matt, yeah. How many? Only three, I'm afraid. Do you want to hear them? All right. Here's the first one. Oh. Oh. Oh, that's very insensitive. Sorry, that's a volcano. Sorry, Matt, that's very upsetting. What else you got? Oh, this is a volcano as well, but it's a volcano full of popcorn. I know if your family happened to be listening, that could be really upsetting for them. I'm sorry. What else? Well, the third one is, uh, what is it? Oh, volcano full of fireworks. How's that? You like that? I mean, seriously, who who could resist putting a whole lot of fireworks into a volcano, thus doubling the spectacle? That's... <laughs> Sorry, can you switch that off? Thank you. OK, enough volcanoes. You're listening to Sizzletown. Oh, that's so insensitive. Sorry, Matt, do we have any... Call- Line three. OK. Hello. Yes, hello. Is that the Sizzletown program? Yes, it is. Yeah, my name's Fisher Stevens. Oh, no, you not, mean from... No, it does cause confusion yeah, yeah. with the um, fans of the short circuits here is. Yeah, well... No, look, yeah. I was just calling in because I was listening to some talk back radio this morning. Yeah? Which one? I had... I'm up here in Sydney. I had Alan Jones on. No. And, uh, he was... Mm. 
Uh, very concerned about political correctness gone mad. Was he? Yeah, uh, well, it's, um, he's being silenced, he said. He's being, is he really? Well, his his voice is not being heard because of political correctness. I'm sure it is, and yep. Yes, he, well, he's, he talked about how he's been silenced uh, mm. for three and a half hours, and uh, then there was an ad. Right. What else did he talk about? Well, was, oh, somebody called in. They had a caller calling about... Um, oh, uh, they just got back from Africa. Yeah. And you know what's going on over there? Mm-hmm. You know what the biggest problem is in Africa? What's that? African gangs. What? Almost all of the gangs over there are African. Oh, Really? I'm not being racist, you understand? Right. This is just a statistical, well, undeniable fact. Is it? They have a, mm. a huge African gangs problem mm. on the African continent. Well, anyway, yeah. the call of, uh, was interrupted by Alan, who once again had to remind us how he's been silenced. Because? It's because there's no freedom of speech. Yeah. Well, he, he went on again, and actually into the next fellow's shift. He went on for another four hours. Wow. About how there's no freedom of speech because of political correctness going mad. That's a common theme. Yeah, well, yeah. It's, I agree. What? You can't just call in on the radio now. And, and go on and on about something. No. You have to call a podcast now. I mean, what is, what's going on there? Well, it's it's just new media. Well, anyway, look, I've got to go and chop up some vegetables very angrily. Okay. And, uh, and then I'll sit here in front of the television and um, just start swearing. Yeah. Just letting off a blue streak at everything I see. Uh, That's until I nod off. Well, thanks for calling, Mr Stevens. All right, see ya. Fisher Stevens there, calling in to Sizzletown. Yeah. Um, sorry about the volcanoes, Matt. That's all we've got. Okay. Uh, sponsorship. A lot of people saying to us, why don't you have a sponsor. Most podcasts have a sponsor. I like uh, Alec Baldwin's podcast where it's uh, usually sponsored by Blue Apron and you can hear a famous movie star talking about perfectly portioned strawberries. I love that. But um, so far, we haven't been able to attract sponsorship. Uh, I'm not sure if it's the quality of the callers. not sure if it's our link's to the dolphin trade, but who knows? We might be able to get one in coming weeks. I'd love to have a video shop sponsor us. Uh, a civic video still going, Matt? Don't I? I think my one is now a tanning salon. But, yeah, I know people get sort of funny about a show that doesn't have a sponsor suddenly having one, uh, like the show's somehow going to be compromised. Here's what I'm going to do. If we do get a sponsor, we're going to make the show run a couple of minutes longer so that the sponsorship isn't eating into the sizzle time. Anyway, we'll keep you posted on that. The Logies. Yeah, that was me in the voiceover booth last month. And, uh, yeah, I have to say, mixed reaction from my relatives. I know the uh, Daily Mail weren't happy. My girlfriend thrust this article under my nose when I got back from the Gold Coast. Logie's voiceover, Tony Martin, slammed over champagne and pingers gag. Uh, Apparently I was slammed over a joke that went out 
at the very end of the Logies at quarter to midnight. Think about all the murders that are on commercial TV, like way back at 8.30. But no, apparently me using the word pingers is uh, promoting drug use. And I'm in hot water, according to the article. The only evidence of that is uh, three tweets. One of them from a bloke whose name is pixelated out and he's complaining about the voiceover dude encouraging drug use. I think if you're calling me the voiceover dude, you're probably already on the gear, quite frankly. But, um, yeah, I don't know. Is it possible that a joke at quarter to midnight could change someone's entire attitude to drugs and they might just suddenly take up pingers? I don't know. The jury's out. Anyway, uh, do we have time for some Logie's gossip? Matt, I've got quite a lot. I might get through that in the next few episodes because, well, one thing that happened was I was approached in the foyer of the hotel by Rachel Blake, the wonderful Australian actress, big fan of her. And she is, of course, married to Tony Martin, the actor Tony Martin, who was uh, the Reverend Bob on East Street. And, of course, Nettie Smith in Australia's greatest TV drama ever, Blue Murder. And uh, she was great. I was just standing there thinking, wouldn't it be wonderful if we got involved in a torrid affair and it was a sort of Tony Martin triangle? That'd be great for the Daily Mail. But before I could suggest that, I was suddenly hugged by Vince Colosimo, who, uh, well, you might recall, I played his boyfriend in The Librarians. So that was quite a reunion. Paparazzi weren't interested, though. Just looked over and went, nah, they're not from Love Island. Nothing to see here. Uh, call at line four. Oh, here we go. Hello. Oh, now, this is Dion, isn't it? He's a bro. No. What's going to be? Okay. Well, you've got to get some prizes. You're just mad for oh, prizes, aren't you? I called in the cage one time. Oh, right. Triple M. Yeah, yeah, I called them in and they, uh, they had this competition, right? You could um, win your height in CDs. Oh. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right. I was the winner, right? I went along. Here we I go. No, nah, listen to this, right? I got some stills. Okay, no, you <laughs> no, didn't. No, 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 I fucking did. <laughs> right? I've got like a really long coat. Okay. So, yeah, I'm going yeah. along. I've got to win my hide in CDs. I'm fucking on to me. Okay, this didn't really happen. Nah, you... Mate, right, you look it up, Google it, right? Google um, Stilts Affair. Okay. Yeah, you got to get a prize. Yeah, I'll, I'll take it up with Matt. Okay. okay. Right, listen, I'm calling in about, um, about I've got a story about Carbo. Carbo? Yeah, Carbo from um, Back to the Rafters. <laughs> right, remember I mentioned him, right? Oh, yeah. Okay, so there's a mate of mine, Stephen, right? Um, he's called me, he reckons he knows where um, Carbo works, right? Really? Yeah, down the um, yeah, Dockley. Where? No, and he's got out of um, act. he couldn't top Carbo. No. Right, no. so he's got out of act. he's a real estate agent, right? Real estate agent now, is he? Yeah, well, okay, I, um, I decided to contrive a meeting, right, with Carbo. Oh, no. With Carbo. Right, I'll tell you what happened, right? Mm-hmm. So Stephen, my friend, right, he's been um he's been done for drink driving, right? So he can't um use his car, right? No. So he's going, Oh, I've still gotta get around. He got um rollerblades. Rollerblades. Rollerblades, right. Twenty eighteen. Well but... he got him from um from a his mate of his is a cop, right? He got it from a 
they were from an amnesty. An amnesty? Well, when you, you don't see rollerblades anymore, do you, right? Well, no. <laughs> it was an amnesty. <laughs> okay. Yeah, well, mate of his um, had a rollerblade. A rollerblade? No, one rollerblade. Like... No, he's only got one. His name's Pogo, right? He's only got one <laughs> leg. Yeah, but surely he can't. Yeah, he's got a rollerblade, right? So okay. He looks like lowly worse. <sighs> yeah, so him and Stephen um, came up with this idea, right, that we... Right, and, and this is all to me. Carbo, the three of us, mm. right, me and Pargo and Stephen, we uh, pretend that we're like um, Docklands um, entrepreneurs, right? Really? <laughs> yeah, go with me. And we're like, um, we're interested in selling our fucking amazing... You know, fucking Schmicko apartment down the Docklands, right? Right, your apartment. Yeah, we look like Scarface or something. We've got this like, amazing fucking apartment. We don't have an apartment's bullshit, right? Okay. We just want to meet yeah. Carbo. Want to meet Carbo. Right, so what we did is, right, we, uh, so he called him up yeah. and he said, oh, we'll meet you out the front of the building, right? So, yeah, yeah it was three of us in there and, uh, and Carbo turns up, right, with his clipboard. Right. <laughs> he's going to his home in our apartment. And, but it was, I don't think it was him. Like, none of us had seen back to the rafters for so fucking long. We couldn't even remember <laughs> yeah. what he looked like. So it was this guy. And we, you didn't want to say, hey, mate, are you Carbo? No. <laughs> or, no I did want to but I wasn't going to say it, no. right? So, and um, then... Yeah, what? so he, um, he rocks up, right, and, and we go... Um, Oh, uh, we've lost the keys, so we can't show you. Oh, no. <laughs> no so. And, yeah, so he goes, um, he's like, he smells a rat, right? And he's like, this is, you guys are fucking bullshitting me. What's all this, right? And we, like, I got so close to saying, are you Carbo? <laughs> right? And then he's he's got out his phone and he's, like, calling the cops, right? So we've fucking done a runner. Well, I'm, right. well I had to get, um, yeah. <laughs> I had to get Stephen to piggyback me on his roll. It was oh, ridiculous. No. It was fucking ridiculous. So then... So the whole well, thing ended in, um, you know, like a shambolic disaster. Well, that's... So I haven't got a confirmed Carbo sighting for you, I mate. guess disappointing. No. Surely but, that gets a pro- fucking prize. I'm afraid not. No. Yeah. Thanks, Dion. Thanks for calling. Okay, see you, mate. Oh, always great to hear from Dion here at Sizzletown. Oh, uh, okay, Matt, I've got to get this. Um, really? Yeah, I'm expecting another Amazon package, so <clears throat> might be a sec. Okay. Yeah, been looking forward to this for a while. This is uh, what should be the Masters of Cinema edition of Houseboat Horror. If we're lucky, and... Yes, good oh. evening. Uh, my name's Colin Holcroft. Oh, hoping, from the... Uh, yes, hoping uh, if you could sign this petition. Oh, right, a petition. What's it for? Well, we're uh, protesting about the number of petitions that people oh. are being asked to sign these days. <laughs> really? Because no, that... it's just a bit of a gag, a bit of an icebreaker. Oh, OK. What's it really for? Well, we're protesting against inappropriate development in this area. Right. What are they doing now? Well, I don't know if you've heard, but the council planned to install a pedophile... This area. Oh yeah, yeah. You would yes, mention it's going to be quite uh, close to a school. Right. Yeah, we're hoping to have that relocated to uh, 
inside a prison. <laughs> well, that makes sense. Well, at the very least, get them to put a big red flashing light on the top of it so that the kiddies can see it coming. Okay, well, it's it's a good cause. You actually called my uh, podcast about this. Oh, is it, oh, you're from the Sizzle program, eh? Is this where you do that, is it? Yeah. Well, sometimes it's, uh, yeah, it depends. Oh, where... I would have thought you'd have a proper broadcasting studio, aren't you, in the entertainment business? Oh, well, on the periphery, I guess, That's but... That's quite sad, isn't it, doing it Well, here, it? I don't know. I mean, it's, you can do podcasts anywhere, so... I suppose nobody's really listening to them, so it doesn't matter. Well, <laughs> well let's, let's not go into the figures. Yeah, I've heard your voice on... Uh, you did the bloody Logies, didn't you? Yes, yes, I was in the in the booth yeah, there. I thought that was quite poor. What, are you trying to be Peter Smith with? Well, well I wouldn't try and compete with Pete in yeah, those... Well, uh, nobody wants to hear that. What were you saying? Jokes about hot dogs or <laughs> yeah, bloody... Willing and able. No one wants to hear that nonsense. You should have some up-to-date references, shouldn't uh, you? Well, who's watching it? I, I mean, thought you would have done something about Love Island, you know, Grand Crap. Right. Well, I know him. He he won that, didn't he? Yeah. You think they'd retitle it Crap Island, wouldn't you? you could use <laughs> well, that one if you like. Okay. Well, thanks for that. Are we done here? Yeah. Look, I've just got to go home, and well, I have to say, I've got to blame you for this. I've developed something of a drug problem. You what? Well, you were the one promoting pingers at the end of the broadcast. I've, I can't get enough of them. Now. Oh, really? Because of me? Yeah, hey, you want to be careful what you say. All right, well, sorry about that. No, 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 um, we... can I just say, is that your uh, van parked down there in the drive? Uh, no, that's uh, a guy I work with. He's yeah, just... well, I don't know what's going on there, but some bloody strange noises coming out of it. Really? Yeah, you might want to check that out. I don't know what he's up to. Oh, okay, well, thanks for that. Matt's van, what's... Let's see what he's up to. Gee, hang on, he hasn't locked the back of it. Oh my god. What the. Two. He's got three of them. Hang on, that one's marked Property of SeaWorld. Please. Walk away, Tone. Oh, what? Close the door and walk away. Okay, Matt, but what are you doing here? The... Best pretend you didn't see anything. Let's just get back to the show. <laughs> All right, coming back in. Gee. No sign of houseboat horror. It's really looking forward to that. They've uh, got a director's commentary. Of course, both the directors are deceased, so uh, I think it's by Gavin Wood. It's quite a loud commentary. I Come think... on, we got a show to do. I know, almost there. Okay, we're back here at Sizzletown. Uh, yep, yep, probably enough volcanoes for one episode. Now, Jack Nicholson is one of my favourite actors and hasn't made a film for nearly eight years, but he's supposed to be coming out of retirement to do a remake of Tony Erdmann, which is a German comedy, if you can imagine such a thing. Not really a film I would have thought needed remaking, but anyway, you know what they're like. So I thought, uh, let's give him a call. You dialing, Matt? Yep. Because, um, yeah, Richard Wilkins is a mate of Jack's, and uh, he happened to slip me a number at the Logies, and yeah, I want to talk to him about that, and also Roger Corman. I'm a huge Roger Corman fan. And uh, Jack Nicholson began his career working for... Oh, here we go. Hello. Hi, is that Mr Nicholson? That's right. 
I'm uh, calling from what? Australia for the podcast. What? Can Sizzle I interrupt you? Who is this? Uh, Tony Martin from the podcast Sizzletown. Right. I got your number from Richard Wilkins. No problem. I'm a huge fan of Dick's Flicks. Well, who isn't? Now, you haven't made a film since, I think, The Bucket List? How do you know? Oh, well, I don't remember any since then. How do you know? Well, the IMDb, uh, I think, says... How do you know is the title of the picture. Oh, sorry. This is turning into who's on goddamn first. Yes, uh, how do you know? Yeah, I I didn't see that one. Sorry. Well, nobody saw it, so let's maybe move on. Yeah, sure. Um... I was really hoping to talk to you about your early work with the great Roger Corman. Roger, right. He produced your first ever film. Well, that the... was The Cry Baby Killer. Yeah, That's of right, I was the titular killer in that instance. Now, he was famous for his low budgets. Well, and... he was a very frugal man. We completed that picture in two and a half hours. Oh, really? And we were still over schedule. And with a lot of his famous cost cutting? There were no take-twos. Right. There was barely a take-one. Right. I was new to the business. I assumed this was how it was done. And you kept working with him? Well, the next the little shop of ours. But that was also shot very quickly, wasn't it? I think it was a 79-minute picture. We shot the whole thing in 45 minutes. What? I know. How is that even possible? Roger had two studios operating next door to one another. Really? So how did you do it? I would film one sequence and run next door and put on another costume. Wow. It was madness. <laughs> Jet, that's a beloved film. A classic motion picture created in three quarters of a goddamn hour. But then the films got bigger, didn't they? Well, once the money started coming in, mm. he would give us a week to film a picture. And what was the next one you did? The Raven. Of course, and that's when he started using old movie stars. That's right, with Vincent Price and Peter Lowry. You worked with Peter Lowry? Well, I do an impression of Peter Lowry. Would you like to hear? Sure. Okay, here it goes. Okay. What have you done, fat man? You've destroyed everything. Oh, uh, um... What do you think? That's great. Yeah. I wasn't even doing the voice. Right. I'm just screwing with you. Sure. Because, well, you're often impersonated, aren't you? People do do impressions of me. They tend to fall into the same rhythm, I find. Now, back to the Poe films. Uh, they were a big success. Well, yes, The Raven was great. But then Roger realised we'd finished shooting... 25 minutes early. Oh, so, yeah. So you made a second film. Didn't the you? Terror. One of the worst pictures ever committed to celluloid. But 
How did he make a, a whole film in like 25 minutes? How do you do that? He already had some leftover footage from an earlier picture. Right. And he had some stock footage. Uh-huh. And he said, we'll have the film break for 10 minutes. What? They the- won't know that it's not real. <laughs> and somehow this added up to 86 minutes of motion picture. That's crazy. This was what it was like working for Roger goddamn Corman. But you kept working for him. After that, I said, I'm not going to appear in any more of this bullshit. I said, Roger, I'll write you a picture. So that's when I wrote The Trip. The Trip, of course. And and what was the idea? The idea was that Peter Fonda would take a lot of LSD. (laughs) So... That was the pitch for the film. No, this was long before I thought of the film. And Roger put a lot into that one, didn't he? He actually spent 25 days shooting this Were you happy with I never saw it. No? I'm told this 15 minutes just shot through a fucking kaleidoscope. That was Roger. It's all psychedelic. Someone would have put on a medieval play in a park. Uh-huh. In a tie-dyed shirt, right, yeah. there would have been sitar music and lava lamps, and Dennis Hopper would have turned up in a poncho. It was a standard formula. And you didn't do another Corman film after that? Well, that was it for me and Roger. But it's been an incredible career since. Well, thank you. And you're about to make a new one. I am. I'm coming out of retirement to do a comedy. Yeah, this is a remake of a a German film? No, it's not German. I don't know where this idea is. Sure, I read that somewhere. Well, you should know because I'm remaking an Australian film. Really? Which one? It's called Pacific Banana. Oh, Right. I'm told the original starred one of your greatest thespians, a Mr. Alvin Purple. That's that's true, but did you see it? I haven't seen the script, but I'm told it's a classic. Um, well, um... They sent me a copy of the theme song. <laughs> it wants to go up, up, up. Instead, it goes down, down, down. Pacific banana. (laughs) Well, best of luck with it. See you at the goddamn premiere. We look forward to that remake. Thank you for talking to us, Mr Nicholson. And thank you for listening to this round of Sizzletown. Thank you, Matt Dow on the Pots and Pans. You can follow Matt and myself on Twitter. You can visit our Facebook page and uh, drop a bit of hate. And Instagram, yes, we're on there, at Sizzletown Podcast. There's a whole lot of uh, pictures from the archives. You can check out a bit of Matt Dow's page three work. It's all happening there. And we'll meet you back here in a couple of weeks. And until then, XOXO, Sizzletown. Walk away, Tone.
I'm off to join Lockie Hume and Sean McAuliffe for Champagne and Pingers. See you next year.